guys, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Olaf. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show currently on TV, one that Travis is watching for the first time, but we're not watching Legends. We're deep smack in the middle of the big second crossover of the DCW shows, Crisis on Earth X. And this one was in season four, The Flash. I only mention that because it's a complaint mm-hmm. <laughs> when we get to the IMDb's. And right. we've got, but before we get to the Netflix synopsis of this show, we've got a very special guest. Travis, please yeah. do the honors. We are crazy fortunate uh, tonight, uh, or t- today, wherever it is, or it is in the world where you are. For our guest here, we have with us a uh, comics creator. Uh, his work includes uh, the sports thriller Keeper Takedown, upcoming is Discharge, and a, a story in Outlaw Country 3 from Image Comics. Uh, among others, and he's got uh, a few podcasts here on the Palm Podcast Network. We got uh, uh, we got the uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite. We got the uh, the, the Busting Balls, uh, uh, the, the Strong Style Story. You're on that too, right? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's been around. That's been, I just uh, Jeffrey Wessel here. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us, Jeff. Hey, how are you today? So it sounds like you were just reading my comicsology bio because yep, that, that thing is like about 10 years out of date. So. That's what I, <laughs> God damn it. I cleared that with Johnny. I thought that's what I, that's hey, exactly hold on a second. Said. But then you <laughs> said you had, okay, you know, you hold on, this. hold on, hold on a second. I've been trying to look online and I'm terrible at online research. Always have been. So I just asked Jeff, Hey, give me a link of all the stuff you've worked on. He goes, well, go to comicsology. Well, right. Okay. So that has all my things, but my bio I wrote about ten years ago. And oh, I never okay. updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I actually have not had anything published, and I hate to say this since 2015. Yeah, but, but you've but, had stuff published. You're, you're I, I, pro. Yeah. So keeper. Yeah. So keeper is was you know my you know it, it's been mostly self published. Where keeper was my first one. It was a about a uh, a, a serial killing soccer player. Um, and um and, and yeah i had a, an eight an eight pager in outlaw territory three which came out from image comics in 2013 and it was actually nominated for eisner and harvey's not the whole hey. book not just not just my my story but the whole book but yeah, it, yeah. it didn't win no, either. i mean well hey come on let's face it it was probably just you come on yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> put it over the top yeah um but yeah, and takedown, um, takedown. We're actually, I'm actually working with another publisher right now to colorize takedown because takedown was actually in black and white. So hmm. we're working to colorize it. That may be a Kickstarter coming soon. And then cool. I do have a book that is due to be published. Unfortunately, it's not going to be published until mid 2022, thanks to you know the world ending last <laughs> year. So, uh, but that will be coming from Dark Horse. It's called Warbirds. Right. And the artist of it is uh, the legendary Steve Parkhouse, who you may know because he is uh, half of the creative team that created the current sci-fi channel hit Resident Alien. I, I love Resident Alien. It, it, it's a different beast from the comic book. I'll tell you that much. I'm, but, I'm, I figured but, as much. But I'm really happy for, for Steve Parkhouse to, to have that and, and to be getting, you know, because right. of course I it's creator owned. Yeah, right. it's creator owned, and he's going to get some some cash out of this. So you know, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's look fantastic. at recognizing a lot of the the covers uh, of his work here for sure. That's great. Yeah, he he yeah. Well, I mean, as as an artist, he he's worked with you know Alan Moore on 
the Bo Jeffrey saga, but mm-hmm. also he was notable as a writer for a good while too, including uh, some classic Doctor Who magazine comic strips. Wow. So. Cool. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably in, in like British uh, comic book creation. That's like uh, you know uh, uh, you know a rite of passage to do something involving the Doctor Who. Universe. Yeah, Doctor Who or two. Th- yeah, it was like for a while you either did you you either broke in writing Doctor Who or two th- or doing something for two thousand AD. I was right, just right. about to mention two thousand AD. Yeah, he, yeah, he has a bunch of credits in two thousand AD, and his uh, in fact his partner Annie is one of the main letterers of of 2000 ad mm-hmm. uh annie parkhouse uh she she's been the primary letterer on judge dread ever since tom frame died mm. so, oh wow but uh yeah um in fact this will blow you, both your minds uh so his start in comics was interning at marvel you know in actual new york in 1968 uh alongside uh a little known guy named Barry Windsor Smith. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, he, he's pretty steeped in the biz in, 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 in the history of the biz. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I I've just recently gotten into, cause it's, it's a recent phenomena of people writing actual factual books about the comic book business, you know, especially right. in the sixties, and 70s and beyond like that new biography of stan lee is out and a lot of people are like well it doesn't paint him always in a great light i'm like good i want to read it is it it real and i just recently read slugfest it's the history of uh, the battle between marvel and dc the whole 50 years well you've read uh marvel comics the untold story right not yet not yet okay yeah i've had that and i i'm looking over my shoulder at my bookshelf and i have count them three at least three uh, biographies of Alan Moore on my shelf, like mm. like substantial length biographies. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. You know. Yeah, I'm sure they're all completely contradict each other. He's like, oh, man, such an enigma. Actually, two, two of them are written by the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. wow. I tried to talk to him about comic books and he didn't want to talk about <laughs> Well, I, I imagine, you know, there's a huge myth about him that he's his bitter old hermit. It's like, okay, you know what? You don't ask him about DC. You don't ask him about Watchmen. You don't ask him about Grant Morrison. The world's your oyster with, yeah. with him. Mm. He's like one of the funniest people. Um, a couple of years ago, I took part in an online Q&A with him where we had to pre-submit questions. And I actually was the only person who he answered two questions from because because I asked him about his, his record collection. Mm -hmm. And I also mentioned that I thought he had a little bit of, you know, in his work, it seemed like he had a little bit of affection for Godzilla and he would, he gave me like this, this essay length answer. It was, it was excellent. It was just excellent. That's like I said, you, you ask him about anything except, DC Watchmen or Grant Morrison, and you have a wonderful Good interview know. ahead of okay. you. Well, you know? So before- we have we do we are in talks for our fourth guest, uh, uh like f- uh, for this crossover. So we'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he he's been <laughs> that on- might be rough. Might be rough. I mean, he's been on Chapel Trap House, so you're in with a shot. Right, so. right. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, so I know about the others. So before we get to my next question, uh, about but but going back to what you don't want to ask Alan more about, I know about the other stuff. What he I didn't know he had beef with Morrison. He has a very large beef with Grant Morrison. Hmm. And the, the, the roots of it seem to be that um 
I mean, it, it depends on where who you ask. Uh, according to Morrison, it started because Alan didn't want him writing Marvel Man, you know, when he had quit uh, Warrior Magazine, and then he and then Moore ended up trashing uh, Arkham Asylum. According to to Moore, um, it started when uh, Alan actually gave his Grant's name to character. <laughs> Oh, hello. Yeah, go ahead. I... <laughs> uh, Alan, Alan gave uh, Grant's name to Karen Berger, who was asking for, hey, you know, do you know any hot up and coming British writers? Because we're trying to hire more from 2008, basically. Man. So he offered uh, Grant's name. And then next thing he knew, uh, Grant was writing this this um, this column with this very Morrissey like uh, cartoon character persona. And he would just trash Alan Moore in this persona. And it was like, he, so, you know, so it, it just goes back and forth. It, it, all I'm going to say is about those two is that they are so similar and yet so different on, mm, on so many sure. various levels that no right. wonder that it, 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 they were either going to be thick as thieves or they were going to hate each other. Course, and that's right. how it was, you know, mm-hmm. but all this comic book talk, leads me to ask you this question we've been asking all of our guests how did it start for you when did you first fall in love with or start reading comics my the first conscious memory i have of reading comics was i got for christmas in 1978 a uh from my aunt i got a subscription to the star wars comic and it was the issue that had what was then the version of Jabba the Hutt, the the yellow skinned ape with the you know the the white mutton chops? Right, that was right, Jabba right. the Hutt. Right, always so, be my Jabba. There's two things, man. I, like I, I'm pretty pretty cool with Star Wars fanboyish, but there's two things: Han shoots first, and that mutton chops is the real Jabba. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so after that, I just I, I I was reading casually, and then you know my stepfather uh, got a hold of his old collection and myself and my brothers, uh, we <clears throat> kind of trashed it actually <laughs> hmm. uh, just cause we, we read through them so of course, much, of course. But I mean, I'm talking like a lot of, it was like two giganto boxes full of classic Spider-Man and, mm. and Marvels. So that got me. And then when I got into serious comics, it was, you know, around the secret wars time. So I got dragged into it. And the first run that I can't, consciously remember reading was either john burns alpha flight or mm. denny o'neill and luke mcdonald doing iron man back when jim rhodes was iron man right right so that's that was when i first got into serious comics and then it led to a friend of mine yeah i, I would read his comics buyer's guide and that led me to teenage mutants ninja turtles and that right. which which led me to cerebus <clears throat> Oh, of all man. things I, was, so, I saw that in some of your when i was looking at some of your uh some of your writing uh online uh just uh your website and stuff uh is, is there a cerebus there's got to be a cerebus podcast out there you yeah. know there has to be I, I, for yeah. a while dave sim was doing his own podcast really but, but yeah. he's you know i don't yeah. pay attention to dave <laughs> sim anymore yeah yeah it's, is that it, still going is it still going cerebus no, 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 no. That ended back in 2004 with issue 300. Okay. But what okay. he does now is he, like he can't draw anymore because he fucked his wrist up and refused to get the surgery for it. Hmm. And so now what he's doing is he, he he's doing like little uh, cut and paste, you know, Photoshop comics with Cerebus and Gustav Dorr paintings of hell. So it, <laughs> so he releases these in monthly form uh, yeah. called Cerebus and hell. Wow. Wow. Wild. 
Dave Sim, you know, interesting cat. Yeah, you know, his last major work was uh, Glamour Puss, where he was trying to draw it in this photorealistic style. And I Mm. appreciate the effort that he put into it, but he just is not suited for that style one bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when he was doing variant covers for IDW's uh, Doctor Who Mm -hmm. comic for a while, He, he did a string of variant covers, and it was like. One of them was like, first of all, he did, and I, 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 I realize that he doesn't know Doctor Who. He doesn't watch it, but for he, he did an image of the first Doctor, and it was clearly Richard Herndall, who was the guy who played the first Doctor in the Five Doctors back in 1983, because William Hartnell was dead. And then um, that's that's a hold on a second, hold on, I, I hold on, bravo, sir, bravo. <laughs> that is some Doctor Who nerd bullshit. That mm, that I just because. My nephew, my 10-year-old nephew, his parents, huge Doctor Who fans. I've watched a lot of it with them, the new Who. Um, right. When I was growing up, I didn't like it because I thought the special effects sucked and it was boring. You know, I was like, I want, I want Star Wars. Um, and But I've really loved a lot of the new Who, and he loves it. And they have binged all of it. They just got to Capaldi, and this has only been oh, going on. Oh, well. It's, but this binge has only been going on for five months Oh wow! Maybe? Yeah, like, well, he loves, jo- loves the well, well, Johnny, I I know you're from Jersey originally, right? Yep. Well, same here, brother. So, was your first Doctor Who on WOR? No, it was on PBS. I thought. Oh, okay. Because mine was my first encounter with Doctor Who was on WOR oh, on Saturday so you- on, a, on a Saturday morning in 1978. Oh uh, well, okay, so. Okay, everyone who's not from New Jersey, just fast forward this part, but we have to talk about this. See, were you in North <laughs> Jersey? Were you in North Jersey? Um, I was in Westfield. Westfield. Uh, I was born in I was born in Livingston and lived in Westfield and North Caldwell, but I was uh, when I was 7 or 8, I moved to Chicago. So, uh, I mean, so no, I was I lived in a little town called Ringo's, which was by Flemington. Okay. Might have heard because that had like a lot of malls and stuff. Yeah, was, yeah. We were central well, and we got, but we got the New York stations on our antenna and the Philly stations on our antenna. Yep. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we were able, well, we were one of the first adopters of cable too. So we, we, we had that. But I, I, Johnny, I just have two words for you. And, yeah. and I, I, and you're, you're going to know the answer real quick Uncle Floyd. Oh, Uncle Floyd. I was never a huge fan of Uncle Floyd because I was, I was like, then I got to know about Uncle Floyd and I was like, oh, he's a great guy. And I love that he's had this sustained career. Basically, Travis, he was a, it, it, it was sort of like cable access, but not really. We had this New Jersey right. channel 52 and Uncle Floyd was like a kid's show host, but it was kind of for adults and it okay. was really, really on the cheap low rent. But like, the, I think the Ramones played on. Uncle the Ramones Floyd. were on there. The Misfits were on there. Uh, Squeeze. I remember Squeeze being on there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Lauper had been on there, and uh, two two major fans of the sh- of the Uncle Floyd show, two little known guys named John Lennon and David Bowie. Oh yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I respected what it was, but I didn't like it. Mm. I was a huge fan because I, I was gotta look into it. Travis, you would adore it. Yeah, you it would, sounds right down my street. Yeah. And then yeah. lastly, it, it's funny that we were talking about all this New Jersey shit because I just saw the trailer for a. Uh, for a documentary on action park oh yeah oh traction park uh class action park oh the class action park we used to call it traction park growing yeah up. <laughs> uh oh yeah that, i never that went i never legendary I'm, no wow. i never 
we didn't i remember seeing the commercials but my mom we, we we it didn't look it looked too dangerous for me on the commercials i think i was like i'm just oh, going to the beach yeah we're, we're gonna we just, do, i'm gonna include a commercial for action park in, dur- during our break today oh yeah that's yeah awesome. well we, we well usually yeah we usually just went to either the beach or uh or great adventure great adventure oh yeah well great adventure in jackson yeah that was the place they had a they had a wild animal safari travis where the animals just walked around and you drove through it ah and it was boom, boom. bonk. Yeah, I know it was bonkers. Yeah, you had one last thing. You when you got to the end, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, you know exactly what this is. It's split off into two, two roads. One arrow said point to Monkey Town, USA, and the other is out of the park. And if you entered Monkey Town, USA, there was also a warning: they're not responsible for the damage to your vehicle because <laughs> the monkeys would tear the shit out of oh people's my cars. It was, Jesus, it was crazy. Oh, all right. So let's get to the show now that we're warmed up. And Jeff, Jeff, you had said, you know, you you obviously moved on past superheroes. And I know that you've not watched almost any superhero uh, movie stuff. I know not any of these shows, right? This is my first DC uh, TV show. I I have not watched any superhero media since uh, Age of Ultron. Now, that being said, (laughs) that being said, on a trip to to England and back in 2018, I think I watched, I I, I think I saw uh, Infinity War and Black Panther three times each because everybody around me on the plane were watching them. That's funny. I had that experience on a plane with Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I saw a bit. I think I saw a bit of Wonder Woman like in in a laundromat when my dryer was busted. So <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, the the less talk about Snyder, the better, because the man makes my blood boil. Right. Yeah, well, I because do... of, because of Watchmen, basically. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And well, and I and I just watched the Snyder cut because you know I had to, and I will it, say you, you had four hours to kill, huh? And well, over the course of four <laughs> nights, over the course of four oh, nights, wow. you know, I, I watched it like a T it, it's structured like a TV show, basically there's, there's breaks in it and shit. So yeah, I, I had that same experience with the Irishman. We, we had, a, I had to watch well, me it. Too. it took me a week. I had to watch it in three nights. Yeah. It, it took me a week to watch the Irishman. I'm like, no kidding. Hmm. And, uh, and, I was like, oh, it's a lot better than the Frankenstein that Whedon created, but I still don't like it because I don't like the Snyderiness of it. I just don't, I don't care for it. It's not my bag. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, yeah, well, you either get a nihilistic Ayn Rand fan or you get a sex past. It's, it's one of the two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a combination. Yeah. That's those. That's when you really. <laughs> we'll get to you know that and we, we we meet them on a weekly basis on a segment on this show called imdv curious yeah, but, right. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um but in that the thing about these shows because the the first justice league came out at the same time as this crossover and there's a lot of fans of these uh, dcw shows myself included that go yeah, they, the acting is, you know, CW TV acting, the special effects are CW special effects. But the creators of these, Greg Berlanti in general, are at their heart comic book fans and they understand 
the basic tenets of these characters and what yeah. makes them appealing. Yeah. And sometimes that's big and silly. It's DC. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be kind of silly and fun, not dark. You know, it's, it's the broad strokes. They, they know dark, broad but... strokes. Yeah, I mean, it can be dark when you when you want to make it dark, but you just there's just yeah, broad yeah. Let's not, let's not forget who published Dark Knight and Watchmen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, but right. just to just to clarify one thing, I, it's not like I've moved on from superheroes because right now I think the best book on the stands is it, the, the Immortal Hulk. Mm. So I mean, I, I still read that, and you know, I was a huge fan of um, Jonathan Hickman's. Uh, House of X Powers of 10 uh, book where he rebooted the X-Men uh, right. back in 2019. I thought that was just an epic work. Hmm. But, uh, you know, so it's not that it's just, I, they're not really a priority for me anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. I, hear I, I tend to read more manga than I do Marvel or DC at this mm-hmm. point. Cool. I don't read anything anymore. I really? Got, I, <coughs> excuse me. No, I don't. Um, oh, Travis, please. I got it. I, I, <laughs> I think it's just uh, don't uh, don't bogart it, Johnny. <laughs> no, like I mean, like like I'll buy a trade paper. I wish every I wish. now and again. I'll buy it, but I'm not. Uh, I think the last time I was I was buying comics regularly was uh, I think we talked about this uh, 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 last week. Was when like ecstatics was happening with all red and stuff like that. oh yeah i got that i got the uh the omnibus yeah there. i mean i loved yeah, that peter, and peter milligan yeah. and milligan yeah yeah peter milligan what... and mike all oh god i loved that duke, duke I loved was duke yeah. was the bomb i love that duke I love the best. yeah i'll tell you i'll tell you when my second wave of fandom really stopped because it was my childhood fandom and then high school petered out and then when i was in college i started getting back into comics and it lasted until 2006 and for Marvel, it was is the one book I was re- I really really liked was Spider Man, Amaz- Amazing Spider Man, right? With, um, J. Michael and uh, and Ramita Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and but then they switched artists and they did that storyline where Gwen Stacy fucked the Green Goblin, and yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. out, I'm out. You know, Strzi- I'm out. Straczynski's run started off so well and went way off the fucking rails. It it went so off the rails. Yeah. And And, you know, and I'll never read anything by him again because he decided to take part in that, uh, that before Watchmen debacle. So just a matter of principle. Can you tell him an Alan Moore fan? (laughs) Not to get off on another tangent, but let me ask you this because I am an Alan Moore fan. I get it. And I'm a big Watchmen fan. I thought the HBO series was outstanding. Standing. Nice. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it, I, I, I've heard it was good, but I, you know, the the, I feel that that show should not exist, mm-hmm. or, yeah, or the movie. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm more inclined to agree with you, but I've heard more and more about how just as a just a one season show, yep. like uh, people have called it like uh, an absolute masterpiece. Well, yeah. I, yeah. 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 Well, great i'm not gonna give any the, the only criticism i'm gonna give of it is that i don't think it should exist because that work was stolen from Moore and gibbons so mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, did they steal it from the outer limits come on <laughs> i mean <laughs> and they stole it from they stole it from charlton comics too come on it's all well, you know. but it did, no that's not true they were 
co- originally commissioned to do the series with yeah, Charlton know, Comics, and they were told, well, <laughs> we, we want to use these guys so you can't kill them, so more created, you know, the characters instead. <laughs> I know, I know. Just, I'm just needling you. You can needle these more fans, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I mean, uh, you know, anyway. You know, le- legally, DC may be correct but morally they're they're in the wrong because the business changed in between the time that 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 contract was signed and watchman was finished the bit the whole business changed ironically uh, because yeah. of dave sim so yeah and well and then my other thing that killed me and this is a dc uh, blast was it's something i really enjoyed at the time but i saw that it just led down to a path i was like i don't know anymore and and it was, it was at the same time i moved to colorado and suddenly i didn't have a comic book shop around but i was really into dc and they did identity crisis oh jesus and <laughs> i was like oh I, I, I like a lot of this I like a lot of this I mean, yeah. I'm doing here, but Dr. Light raped Sue Dibney. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Come on. And, and, and that's on. become his entire characterization ever since. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm, 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 right. right. Yeah. I was like, at the oh. time I was like, holy shit, this is wild. And then, but upon reflection, I was like, I, you know, I don't think we needed that. It's a lot of things upon you know as we get older the upon reflection like yeah maybe this wasn't a good idea you know I uh, know uh, gosh yeah and I really didn't like and I and I didn't like the basis I love this whole idea of like the interconnectedness of all the heroes and the villains that the fact that the villains have their own society really but you know and I'm like oh that's I like that aspect of it but I'm like do you really need to, to torture the elongated man he's a fun character what are you uh, what are you doing yeah <laughs> so Anyway. Let's get this started. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they have the recap. So I think you probably figured it all out. It's not hard to follow. Do you have any no. questions? I mean, yeah. Why why do they use Earth X when they're like at least two other alternate DC Earths are a lot more interesting and a lot le- and a lot less problematic? <laughs> well, that's just well, this came out in 2017. And these right. shows like to make a bit of a political stand in their own way. They're, they can be very heavy-handed too. They're very they're, right. they're liberal shows on television. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it's 2017. You know, Charlottesville. Okay, and yeah. this is a but this is from a classic uh, Justice League Justice Society uh, crossover, Crisis on Earth right. X, where they team up with the Freedom Fighters. So the, the base materials there. So I'm like. I'm all about it, you know, and it gives them an opportunity to do something they don't do a lot of on these shows is straight up murder motherfuckers. Yeah. Left now, right. now I have I have to confess, I haven't listened to the other two episodes of this, but mm-hmm. um, did you go into the origins of why this is called Earth X? Um, in the comics and in the TV show, it's as simple as this. It's the, the the only parallel Earth that when people talk about all the parallel Earths doesn't they don't get a number because we don't even want to even pretend they exist. They're Earth X. And that's right. It. That's it. Right. Well, they were supposed. It, it was originally supposed to be Earth swastika. Ha. Oh. But just, didn't, just, but just how do you pronounce that? Yeah, how do you pronounce just, that? Yeah. So yeah, it, don't it, have it. it it's not on your standard QWERTY keyboard. Right. So. So yeah, it became Earth X because you of think that. Julie Earth Schwartz, Earth. you think Julie Schwartz is gonna let that shit fly at DC Comics? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Uh, but uh, yeah, um, mm. 
wild. Uh, you know what? Again, there were at least two other Earths they could have used. Uh, Earth three, which would have had you know Ultraman and Owl Man and Superwoman, or even the Red Sun universe. Right. Oh, so, the Soviet. Yeah, well, one that Mark Miller did. Well, yeah, here's, here's and Grant thing. Morrison. But here's the thing: at this point on these shows, no Superman. Ah, no. But, and that's no why Superman. I want to ask: when it gets to that, when it gets to that point, is this? I wonder if this is the first mention of him. No, no, he's been, he's okay. been mentioned on okay, Supergirl. Okay. He's I think he's even appeared on Supergirl. Hmm. Yeah, they just call it. Yeah, because I remember there's a scene in there where they mentioned her, she mentions her cousin. Her cousin. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh, yes. shit. And, I, and that's where I'm nudging my my daughter. I'm like, the Superman. She's talking my Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so the heroes. So the here's the um, have been they're in the concentration camp over on Earth X, and that's what it opens with, and it's dark and. It's I mean, it has this heavy for it was essentially a kid show, which I've always these are kid shows mixed with soap operas, mm-hmm. which is what comic books are. It's what wrestling is. It's why I love it. Um, mm. <laughs> so Jax is looking around that's at, at all the uh, the prisoners, and you think he would know this, but they have to. They literally have to try to teach the kids, and I, I get it and I appreciate it because they don't teach this a, a lot anymore. And he's like, oh, what's with all the stars and triangles? Like, he doesn't understand. So Stein gets to explain it real quick. And uh, just picture some angry father on a couch. Because it gets to what he asks one dude, what's the pink triangle for? What did you do? He has, and this guy with blonde hair says, I love the wrong person. D- doesn't, right. you know, doesn't mention, oh, and I'm a fucking superhero. <laughs> That's one of the reasons yeah, I'm here. But that, yeah, but that's not why he's getting the pink triangle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I thought that was a more common symbol because yeah. I remember in I remember being a youngster in New York and seeing that on posters saying silence equals death for right. uh, you know as a uh, you know in, in a uh, AIDS activism. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Like I mean, when did uh, when did Weezer put out Pinkerton? That was in uh, like by now we should all know. There's a song uh, called Pink Tri- Pink Triangle on that album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the dead, you know, the, the, the dead. I, excuse me. The dead canceled some concerts in Colorado when they had passed some anti-gay legislation and put up a bought a billboard and put up with a steal your face with a pink triangle and mm-hmm. like yeah that. i mean there, there are a lot of things that this society this society in general really should have learned and remembered but you know for various reasons mostly to do with uh you know white supremacy did not so mm, you know right. it, 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 so that and, and that may explain a lot of why we are where we are today so. it isn't that why it isn't that why this episode feels great you're getting to watch Nazis get fucking murdered. This yeah. is uh, yeah, but uh, again, I still question <laughs> in the. I, I just question in the light of Charlottesville whether or not we should be opening up a a, a TV. You know, a you know, as you said, a, I'm not sure if we should have been you know starting a TV episode with an Arbite mock fry. You know, yeah, that's pretty heavy, dude. When, when that started mm. with that Arbite mock fry, I I I've seen these episodes about four times now. Every time that one makes you go, oh, oh boy! Because 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 if you notice, because if you notice, they're not wearing swastikas; they're wearing the SS emblem. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because yeah, that's what it's evolved into. Yeah, I, because but they're not the only ones. Because I noticed uh, another comic book series called uh, called Uber from Kieran Gillen. It was published by Avatar Press. They never once put a swastika in that book, even though it took place during actual World War II. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was always the it was always the Iron Cross or the or the uh, the Schutzstaffen emblem. So yeah, right. yeah, it, I, it's it's. It, yeah, that's a tightrope to walk with comic books, I think, and with these. Like, we'll, we'll show you Arbite Mach free, but we're not going to show you swastikas. Well, I think a lot of the problem is that because over time, because nobody ever actually learned the lessons, I think Nazis became a real default or cartoon, you know, cartoon right. villains. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, like, these are car- these, these shows are living cartoons. Like, mm-hmm. the only, like, for a long time in, in sci fi media, you had like, you know, villainous races or villainous, you know, empires that were obviously supposed to be the Nazis, but they never actually showed what made the Nazis evil, which was their their virulent racism, except for uh, the Daleks and Doctor Who, because, <laughs> they, you know, we are the superior beings. Right. You know, <laughs> well, they're hitting they're, they're hitting it here, though. I mean, because like I said, they get they try to, uh, you know what? Now I'm sounding one of the IMDb guys talking about the social agenda of these shows. Let's get to some Nazi killing, boys. And um, <laughs> I, I think that's something we could all agree on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then in the middle of this very you know heavy scene, you know they, they notice that they, they can't use their powers because they're wearing power dampening collars, and they include this line for a reason. Emma, it just makes me giggle because they're all wearing them, including Green Arrow, White Canary, and Alex. Mm-hmm. And she says, they're like, well, what, what are these? Oh, the power dampening collars. And she goes, the why, are, the why are we wearing them? And the Flash yeah. just kind of shrugs and, and they move it on. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought there would have been a reason for that. That's interesting. Maybe they do have powers on the, the, this. Earth. Look, look, the producer insists that it looks cooler if we all wear them. So just... <laughs> That's that's what it is. Just don't, don't look. You just imagine that. Vince McMahon yelling about it. You wear the fucking collars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my, my Berlanti, co-host Berlanti my, backstage is like Vince. I like it. My uh, uh sorry, my, my co-host of Boom Goes to Dynamite, uh, Paul Sebastian does a much better Vince McMahon Vince, than I do. Right. Listen, you, listen, the collars, the collars. <laughs> they they all have to go together. God damn it. That's good shit. That's <laughs> good shit. <laughs> and so, so, so Ollie gives a pep talk about how they're going to escape into the big open because this is the first time when they do these crossovers where it wasn't the individual show. The first crossover was based on Invasion, which was a pretty forgotten crossover from the, uh, the late 80s. I remember and, Invasion. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. with the Dominators and shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, because uh, one of the characters in Grant Morrison's run on Doom Patrol was out of the Invasion. Uh, crazy oh, right, crazy. right, right. So that was their first attempt at it. But it was always, this is an episode of The Flash. This is an episode of this one. And it wasn't a four-parter. It was a three. Mm-hmm. No, no Supergirl episode. And but it was like, definitely they weren't really attending a full-on four-hour movie project right like you know you know zach snyder was the tv shows actually did it better to be perfectly honest i've seen all the fucking cuts the, the flaws in all the tv shows a lot better um so <laughs> big open so we're cutting to star labs because after that horrific scene we need a little light comedy of you know, cisco who's vibe by the way jeff mm-hmm. um okay yeah and uh he's in the cell with uh with wells who's another scientist don't worry about it and uh 
he's annoying him with a ball. I'm like, okay. And then they show Black Canary trying her, her cry. And last episode, when Nazi Green Arrow kicked all the arrow, the arrow team's asses, she just stood around doing nothing. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe she doesn't have her powers right now. I'm like, oh, I guess she does. And I, the, my nerd, that's my nerd uh, issues with these shows. These shows are my comic books now. I'd want a no prize for this shit. <laughs> and. Well, you have to talk to the distinguished competition for that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they didn't have a ripoff of no prize either. We don't do that shit. <laughs> Julie Schwartz is now Vince McMahon. It's bullshit. <laughs> so we got Thawne, who's the reverse Flash. Right, yeah. And uh, he's with Supergirl, and uh, he's uh, he comes in on, on a wheelchair, and it's just a reference to one of his many disguises as playing the same guy from various multiverses as well as the reverse slash they get their money out of tom cavanaugh on this yeah show. yeah he's <laughs> it is the, he's the heart up until recently they finally kind of got rid of him but the hardest working man in vancouver you know he's like i'll, I'll do a, i'll do all the parts i'll just do yeah, all of them yeah <laughs> and all right so supergirl is getting cooked under a red sun lamp because overgirl the nazi supergirl has a bad ticker Jeff. Yeah. And again, here I'm like uh, explaining to, to Nora how the, the red sun uh, will, will make uh, Miss uh, Supergirl a, a lot less powerful. Mm -hmm. well, now, what, now, now, I wondered, I, I had a note for this. I, I wondered that if the Earth X uh, folk have actually have the same biology, because I remember in you know, when they brought back Earth 3, you know, uh, when more Grant Morrison and Frank quietly brought back uh, Earth 3, they made it so that even there were there were such a reverse of how things go on this Earth that their hearts were on the right side. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I wonder, I have a note of like, huh, do they have the same biology? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because these guys are more of an Alan Moore fans. They're like, fuck that Grant Morrison and his Vakakta ideas. <laughs> Thawne uh, delivers the line I'm going to crack you open like a walnut and I was like oh that's pretty fucking creepy I mean, they've got another actor who's played Reverse Flash his name is Matt Letcher and we experienced <laughs> a Lech, a Lech, huh? <laughs> I, I could never pronounce his last name correctly it's like L-T-S-E-C-H-E-R so I always pronounce Remember it the way you pronounce it <laughs> yeah he sounds like he, is, is he a Letcher? <laughs> no he's a wonderful sweet human being and a oh, very okay. talented actor um <laughs> In fact, I want I want them to recut this. Uh, I want the Letcher cut because I, he's yeah, yeah. so much better as Reverse Flash because he's less wahahaha and more matter of fact evil and has more of a charm to him. And he's blonde, like the comic books. God damn it! Right. So here's my question: What 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 benefit does Professor Zoom have with working with the Earth X? Okay, it's one of those things I've thought about as well during this because I'm like, okay, he's deciding he's throwing in with them to try to take over Earth One, I guess. Is, right. And so, so is he still so is he still from the 30th century in this? Yes. Or is he okay? Yes. Oh yeah, he mentions that either because where I come from, the history books are filled with oh yeah, of yeah. the ages of age of heroes. And so does, that also, we, does that mean we can get the Legion at some point? Oh, we we've already got the Legion on Supergirl. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. there we in go. Fact, in fact, uh, oh, I'll get into it a little later. Later, but they trade up the guy who's playing the general here. 
is like the right. tech guy, the tech guy on Supergirl. And he go, he took off to go be successful, I think, on Broadway. And they replaced him with Brainiac 5. And he's living, oh. living, in, the, living in the 21st century now. Gotcha. So. Oh, there's so much. For all the cheese of these shows, there are so many little Easter eggs or characters that they use that just for us, just for us old comic book fans. Just really obscure shit. Like, hey, well, can we do the Legion of Superheroes? Yeah, let's try it. Like, yeah, great. What, what, what's been your favorite Easter egg in any superhero media so far? Oh, you know what? That's too big of a hole to go That's down. I question. Okay, I, I, I got one. Okay, okay. okay. There is a scene in the 2012 Carl Urban Dread movie where I you're panning. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. But they're panning up inside the city block that they're trapped in, and you can see graffiti that says Chopper on it, who was <laughs> Chopper was this this very well beloved uh dread character who was uh killed uh it, dur- during the strip. And uh he, he was a he was a sky surfer. Uh, and he, he and, and a pain in dread's ass. Now, if, it, if it had been a fur if it if it if it had been referencing Fergie, I would have got it. <laughs> right. Okay. But uh yeah, it was yeah, chop yeah. So the, the chopper graffiti is probably one of my favorite Easter eggs in, in any mm. comic book movie. So that, that's awesome. These things are full of these, but getting back to this, Iris and Felicity. So this is Iris West. He was the at this point, the fiance of the flash, because this whole thing is interrupting their wedding. And I, I got that in the in the preview, yeah. Yeah, Green Arrow. In Green Arrow's, uh, this is Green Arrow's uh, uh, true love, Felicity Smoke, who on Arrow, you grow to like the character because they flesh her out. But every time she's in any of these crossovers, I'm sorry, and here too, she's just the most annoying part. You know, I I remember when they introduced her on these shows because I remember on Twitter because uh, Jerry Conway was not happy. Because he got no credit for creating. In fact, that's one of my big beasts is that there's a whole lot of no credit for anybody uh, get, sure, getting credited yeah. for creating the characters on this. Because right. there's a there is a whole lot of Jerry Conway and uh, and Len Wein and hmm. and others. Oh, that's that's true. I mean, that's true. But they'd also have credits that were a mile fucking long with all the references they use on these mm-hmm. shows. It's like, well, I mean, but it, it'd only be right. And, yeah, and it's not like they don't flash by him anyway. The, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. hey, I'm not going to die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, um, but anyway, so they're up in the vent. They overhear the whole thing. And and then you know, Felicity's like, oh, we got to stop him before he goes full Mangala. And I'm like, you never, you got to never go full, ma- full Mangala. <laughs> never go the full Mangala. <laughs> never go not the full Mangala. <laughs> um, so I, Iris knows how to get to the pipeline to try and rescue Cisco and the others. And uh, and she says, lead the way, McLean. I, got, I just wrote that Felicity's so awful in these, in these crossovers. But so we're, we're back in Central City. Or I'm sorry, I wrote CC, Central City. No, concentration camp. I mean, they were rounding them all up. Oh boy, I thought it's uh, the same, same, same thing going in Central City. Lately, with the same Flash and all these thing. fucking oh, villains boy. running around. It's Give a me a thing. break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was, it was peaceful around here five years ago. So here we meet Nazi Quentin Lance. He's one of the supporting actors on Arrow. 
he's the father of the what oh the white canary and the black canary and the and not this black canary there's there's a whole canary thing on these shows tons of can- fucking canaries um like a pet store it's like are you walking in it really is it's like a pet store why, why, why am i hearing canary in a coal mine by the police all of a sudden <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll go out with that as our outro music thank you there you go so, so he walks in and he's getting to use his um okay do you remember jeff have you ever read any or aware of the book a book series called the dresden files I've heard of I never read them, but yeah, I, I, yeah, by Jim Butcher, aren't they? Yeah, Jim Butcher. And this guy played uh, Dresden on like a one season sci fi show that my roommates adored and named my nephew after my, his name is Dresden. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he played Dresden. And we've seen him on, on, on Legends because our, our Legends podcast. We don't talk about these other fucking shows because Legends just evolves into this completely different thing outside of everything else. Right. And uh, but we've run into him a little bit because he's one of our, he's our lead character's dad, and we've seen him be mournful. We've seen him with a bad wig. Who'd you say he looked like? The Travelocity guy. Yes. No. 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 Uh, I think it's. <laughs> I think it is the guy. What's it? Expedia. Expedia, Expedia guy. Right. That, okay. that that asshole. <laughs> and here. He gets to play over the top, just chewing mm-hmm. the scenery, Nazi bad guy getting to use sort of his real accent, British accent but he's, I don't know, he's all over the fucking place. That accent is bonkers. Yeah. He's all over the place. I, yeah. I love I'm just it. not, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not into this actor. I never was. Oh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he is—he is swinging for the fucking fences. It's goddamn hilarious. I suppose, yeah. And because he goes up to Sarah, who's a spitting image of his daughter, and he's like, "You, you are Nordic perfection." Oh God, that line! I I nearly threw up at that line. it's like oh, look some, at her. Yeah. Come on, sounds look like a, like a, a, a boy band hate group. You know what I mean? Nordic perfection. Oh my god, that, that, that line Terrible. was so fucking cringe. <laughs> I was so, so cringe. The dialogue, the dialogue on these isn't the hottest either. It's very simplistic <laughs> sometimes, especially this whole big crossover, which is like, well, we're just gonna have. Every, the writing process for these is, is completely different. There's like, how, how do you get all these writing teams together to figure one out? And so they, they don't always get the voices of the characters. Sure. Oh, oh, you know, I, I, you know, when you pitched this to me, I thought this was actually the crisis on infinite earths. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This was the tryout for that. Cause next, yeah. next season is um, El, it's called Elseworlds. And it's just, it's a Dr. Destiny story. Legends mm. aren't even in it. So we're not watching that. Then is crisis, which is, the most amazing undertaking I've ever seen with the TV shows like this, but wow, warts and all, because it's there's some shit in that that's like, well, that didn't work, but hmm. it's all about Pete said last episode, it's more about moments. So like you know, holy right. shit, holy shit, they, you know, Batman 66 exists in this universe. Wow, you know, just tons of shit like that. Right. Yeah. But uh a Moving lot of on. it falls flat. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it falls flat. No. Um, so he, he, he's like, yeah, yeah. She, she, I'm sorry. She tells him, 
that she, she's with the, these people because she likes men and she likes women. And he had a daughter with similar compulsions and yep. eradicated that. Yep. <laughs> wow. Killed his daughter. Killed his own daughter. And they, they're going to line up the heroes over a ditch and shoot him. And they can't escape because they got the collars on. And uh, he puts a hood on Green Arrow because he looks just like his Fuhrer. Yep. It doesn't feel right about uh, killing him. I was like, I know you are not him, yeah. but I cannot stomach the sight. I was like, oh, now he's German. He was British a second ago. <laughs> now he's German. All right. Oh, boy. And then one of my favorite parts of this episode ready, aim, and it's tense. Man, I'm like, how the how the fuck are they get? When I first saw this, I'm like, okay, how are they getting out of this one? I know mm-hmm. they're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do it? And boom, a cold blast from fucking not Captain Cold, my friend, Citizen Cold, the good guy, Captain Cold from Earth X. And Wentworth Miller is back. Uh, he was the Captain Cold in the first season of Legends, and he dies at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, he blasts and he gets off the line. I hate fire. I'm like, yay! He's back chewing the scenery. And oh. wearing those, wearing the fucking sweet shades, and he looks sweet like shades. that was the only way I, I was. I, that was the only way I figured out Captain Cold was the glasses. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, and the and the the jacket too. Nah, yeah, no, he looked. Everyone was in their costumes. I love the costumes, like in their superhero costumes. Good mm. times. And his well, the difference between uh, this Captain Cold. Well, there's one difference, uh, but before we, of uh, his costume, is. Uh, Earth One, the late Earth One Captain Cold, his fur is all white. This guy, you know, he's a little panache for his. There's like blonde tips on his white, on his white fur, and oh, he's ha. outstanding. That's and, funny. And the glasses, <laughs> the glasses, tips. Yeah. frosted tips. Yeah, he's got frosted tips on it because you know he's a bit more flamboyant. Let's just say. Right. And uh, and Ray says it's about time, and he, like, he knows him, and there's a big gunfight, and Captain Citizen Cold gets the keys, and he. And Ray's yelling at him about like cutting it close. He's like, I thought it was great timing and I really enjoyed the pun. I'm like, oh, he's leaning into it because <laughs> he's because here's the thing about Wentworth Miller, uh, Jeff. Yeah. He has been an out actor since 2014 and never has had a chance to play gay. Him playing Captain Cold on Flash and then these this the, the legends really evolved from just being stereotypical bad guy to where I felt a lot of time in the first season. I think he's playing it gay. He knows he can be super flamboyant, almost Paul Lind style. And jeez. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But he holds on to his S's. You know, I, 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 I you know, I swear I, I've made comments before that I, I thought that the master, the character the master in Doctor Who was so over the top that it, at times that yeah Paul Lynn could have easily played the master in Doctor <laughs> Who. Oh. oh doctor, you'll never get out of this one. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> that was good. Now do Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> oh Brett. Okay, let me get in match game mode. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Wait. Who's gonna be Gene Rayburn? <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I got I got the, the microphone here somewhere. The big skinny mic. I'm Dara. So so they blast so uh, he um he looks at the flash and he says, Fantastic outfit. Did you make that? So yeah, he, that's 
<laughs> we know what's going on here. And, uh, I don't know if that was necessary, to be quite honest. He loves that, the costumes. He keeps mentioning yeah. they live in a Nazi ruled fucking yeah, universe yeah. with no fucking great superheroes. So I want to I want to get to um, is it just supposed to be happenstance that his boyfriend was thrown in with them? The fact that I don't know that he's a superhero, they threw him in and then he didn't have an outfit because it seemed like gay. it was just like, and add him too. Remember in the, one of his many acts at the man of many accents, hey, throw, <laughs> throw him in there, shorty. You know, I, I think know, he knew I, he was a superhero because he had the collar on. Yeah, I gotta okay, swear, okay. I, did, I gotta swear, I didn't see his collar at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I, I can either, I, I can either confirm or deny yeah. that he had the, the thing, <laughs> god damn it, the blonde one has to have the very the, the uh, necklace too, god damn it. At first, I thought, at first, I thought it was just a quick little when he said, Yeah, because I love the wrong person, it was just a quick little, uh, you know, SJW throwaway, but. Uh, but I thought it was he was well cast because yeah. he doesn't look because he didn't look because he looked, you know, feminine enough, but not uh, not your standard like Will and Grace casting bullshit <laughs> that, that they could have done. So I thought, OK, that was tasteful. But then to, to have a, that, where they went with this, like and he was really good. I thought he was a really good actor. Um, he's, 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 he's he's pretty good. He, I'm curious he's as to what else voice he's done. acting. Well, he's done the voice yeah. acting. They did a, the CW did a cartoon of the origin of the ray and the whole freedom fighters universe hmm. and they put spoilers it out like, god <laughs> oh, okay we're and, uh, supposed to know yet god damn <laughs> oh shit well so let's get to it uh, oh, turns ray, out. He, he goes light it up pal or something and he takes off and the ray takes off and starts yeah. blasting fucking Nazis. And, and yeah i, see that, it. I, love, I it. love it too and it's right after they've kissed like dude that is yep. so um that's great like that this is the beautiful metaphor for being free and yada yada all that bullshit so, oh had had the ray been on before or no no, no. just the cartoon and it was on it, it wasn't even on the cw it was on something that you called the cw seed there was just a little streaming uh, app they had and that's they would disturbing. just do some content they had the cw seed oh boy <laughs> i remember uh Spreading that uh, when I was watching Felicity as a teenager, <laughs> spreading the CWC. <laughs> and then she got a haircut, and Travis was no, nope, yeah. done with it. Oh. And uh, it's, called, it's called becoming a man. <laughs> gotta move on. Well, let's move on because I'm gonna take all of the Star Lab shit and we're gonna put it all together and get through it. Okay. All right. All right. So we're at Star Labs. And you know, Overgirl and Supergirl arguing about you know good and evil, and she's like, "How oh, they're ants, Kara, and you can't even get a date for a wedding." And you know, I'll take your heart because you're not using it. It's, it's Ugh, not just one little yeah, I hated one back and forth. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah. yeah I, I, again, this is one of those things where you know she's wearing the SS emblem on her mm -hmm. on her chest. I was like, God, this this would have been again. I just thought this would have been so much more interesting if this had been like the Earth Three characters as ultra girl or something you know because... yeah well again you're not going to have a green lantern uh, uh, or some... or bat or a batman or a, batman, yeah right, right. you're not going to have any they'd have to make up new earth three characters well, well right i mean yeah and i get that like you know that that negates you know ultraman or you know uh yeah, owl man it, it or, would have to, or, no, it, or it power ring well, yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be. Well, who's Nazi Green Arrow? Who's Nazi Supergirl? And who's Nazi Flash? Okay, Johnny yeah. Quick. There, you know. Yeah, Johnny like, Quick. Yeah. You know that's it. You know, 
and and again they were they were like which crossover are we gonna do greg berlanti and his people chose this for a reason like i said that's yeah right you know that there's a reason right. why this is what it and is look I, I like uh supergirl um i think she's a better uh good girl than a bad girl i think i said supergirl that supergirl yeah. was fantastic i yeah. mean i i think she like actually girl. got the spirit of the character down yeah i think she, I that's think, the best part but of i that think show. she plays she plays a she plays a good girl better than than a villain. I, I, yeah. I think so yeah, that the, the, the Supergirl TV show can be like I'm never gonna go rewatch it. Maybe an episode here or there, but it is. There's some there's some talented people on it, but mm-hmm. it is held together by her performance. Yeah, completely, hmm. and that's why you watch. And then also, past two seasons, they've introduced Lex Luthor, and he's played by John Cryer. And he's mm. my favorite Luthor ever. Interesting. Outside of the cartoon, wow. outside of, of the you know the cartoon, sure. he's he's <laughs> fantastic. He's he's channeling Gene Hackman, but he's more menacing and more the comic book Luthor. He's interesting. He's That's so good fun. casting. I like it. Yeah, so that, that is. Now I had a question because you know uh, because uh, you know o- o- Overgirl is walking around under the red sun i'm like why isn't she being affected by this and then i it, it, it hit me oh wait yeah that's right they need to cut her open too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that's how heart surgery that's how that's how super villain heart surgery works yeah. uh, and uh so so she's finally cooked and iris and felicity because they arrive at a pipeline they uh, give a quick expo dump about their relationships and and beat up two nazis with fire hydrants and and piss off a number of the indb guys about you know girl power shit and they managed to send an sos to the legends who by the way this podcast jeff about legends of tomorrow we're only seeing firestorm and white canary that's all you're getting from the legends uh in this episode right so uh Firestorm's kind of an inspired choice too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Firestorm's fun, but we're saying goodbye to Firestorm as a character on these shows. So he's yeah. it's been, th- you know, three and a half seasons or two and a half seasons, whatever. Uh, three and a half seasons, and uh, and this is the goodbye as you know, as as we know by the fucking end of this thing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Not, look, anyone who's listening to this isn't going. I've never watched these shows. What's going to happen? Right, right, right. Um. So, but get but guess the podcast, yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, Supergirl's telling, I, and I love this line too, Travis. Supergirl tells Thorns and my cousin, he will find you because ooh, there's a reference, yeah. and he goes, "Huh, I fought your cousin once in the future. He's fast, I'm faster." And I was like, "Oh, maybe someday we'll get to see you." She should have said something about. She's like, "Yeah, I know. I've talked with your ex girlfriends." Oh, 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 shit! Oh. Good morning. <laughs> no, what did you say? <laughs> so Iris and Felicity get into the giddy room because they can't rescue the, the dudes. They just have, have them beat up Nazis. And uh, and they shut down the power just in time. The heroes are still stuck in their cells. The reverse flash, you, know, you can't find them. Uh, uh, Iris and Felicity beat up some Nazis and she almost says motherfucker, but they don't. Yeah. And it's kind of lame. Uh, they use the Terminator line again, which is the third time we've heard that on these shows, Travis. Come with me if you want to live. Third time in, in this project, they use that. I'm like, okay, let's. You, you're actually keeping track of this. I, I remember, yeah. well, we're doing this podcast. They Weird. used the joke twice on Legends. Yeah. <laughs> and so, 
but Metallo's there, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. He even had the kryptonite heart and everything. Yeah. The man with the us. kryptonite heart. Oh, he also has the Australian accent to go along with the incarnation from the Superman animated series. Oh, just, nice. mwah, yeah. Well, I didn't ca- I didn't catch on to that, but yeah, that was back Mr. up Jack. <laughs> green, green zinger coming at you. <laughs> Damn. What the hell? <laughs> green beam. Stand back. Professional actor Travis Olashen. Thank you. My New Zealand and my, my and Australia are very similar, obviously. Uh, so, are you be trying out for Flight of the Concords anytime yeah, yeah, soon? Yeah. Mary, present. So, Reverse Flash can't fix the power because it's being it's been encrypted by Felicity, who her basically superpower is the the best hacker in the world. That's her, basically her superpower, right? And, and he's in reverse that she's throttling her and he tells her he's like hey what the, the line i said before where i'm from the history books are filled with stories about the age of heroes and you're not in them and i was like yeah you weren't really in the comic books either but actually she was introduced in firestorm i believe yes that that's why jerry that's yeah, what you were talking well, about so yeah, was jerry, jerry yeah jerry conway created firestorm too so. i think she was a villain of some sorts uh, and then possibly? they yeah, and then disappeared, and then they they just used the name in in this because they liked those little Easter egg sort of things, and then right. they revised her. Then they revised her in the comics f- from that. I think is how it worked. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, fire. I'm not an expert on Firestorm by any, yeah. by any mm. means. So. Well, well, here's the kind of Easter eggs they would throw in that, that first season of Arrow, where they were just like, "We don't want to get, tip our hand that this is this is a superhero show." People right. Like, Seriously, we need to do this dark shit, which is why I didn't watch it. I was like, I don't want another dark bullshit. Yeah, but here, we'll, we'll here, let's run. We'll 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 put uh, Andy Diggle uh, a reference to writer Andy Diggle who did Green Hour Year One. Yeah, yeah, know? they did Diggle, but then stuff like you, every street sounds like we're going to meet at the corner of O'Neill and uh, Adam. And right, right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing, and you got me. Boom! I get yeah. a little nerd. I get a little nerd boner. I thought you were going to say that the, the, the pizza on the corner of O'Neill and Adams is delicious. <laughs> it <laughs> I is. Tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christ, we're, we're almost getting to the break here. Yeah. Um, so, Supergirl says, no, 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 I'll find, cut me open. They give the, the code and the power's back on. Okay, now let's just get to Earth X. So, we're at Star City Rebel Headquarters. Dun, dun, dun. And, uh, <laughs> sorry oh no i love it that's what i that's the music that plays in my head when i talk about these shows and um Uh, and ray looks he's like going over what they can do he's like and you you turn into the burning man he's like yeah just hang around in the desert and be an asshole it's a community (laughs) it's a community you don't understand here how much time do you have sit down yeah if you're lucky you get to see daft punk yeah I could fill an hour with me uh, interrogating my roommate who used to go to Burning Man and me going, oh, so who's, who's playing? Well, nobody's playing. So, well, so why, are you, why are you going? And uh, you don't get it, man. So we mean there's no money. I confess, I, I always did kind of want to go to a Burning oh, Man. Yeah, but I, I, but yeah. as with everything, you know, people ruin everything, and sure, you know, sure. <laughs> here's that whole that whole no money bullshit. Because 
I grew up in a hippie community and it was the Grateful Dead parking lot community, which is based on nothing but capitalism, pure unfiltered capitalism. (laughs) Is anyone selling some grilled cheese sandwiches or I could trade, you know, some kind veggie burritos? No, no, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to your Verkakta thing. I'll stay home. (laughs) (laughs) So Ray uh, is telling them he figured out how they got there through the gateway. And it's guarded by an army of Nazis, and that's how they can get home. And General Shot walked with He's the now, guy. Now, who guy. is Win Shot? Yeah. Okay. Win Shot. I want to say, before we, get into him, before we get into this guy, I want to say just quickly, this guy, this guy's got a bee in his bonnet, if he I does. may say. If I may say, throughout that, this guy's got one note from the director. <laughs> Keep that bee in your bonnet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What the fuck, man? What an asshole. No. What an asshole. He was a real asshole. Hey, guys. He's was he got an a asshole, to win. Travis? I think so. He's got a war to win. Yeah. It's but just, it's just going okay, Here's who win, win shot is, okay? Yeah. On Supergirl. First of all, he's the son of the toy man. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, in the toy man in, the, in this is a psycho murderer. Like, they retconned him. In. They didn't turn him into a child murderer like they did in the mm-hmm. comic books, but he's a psycho murderer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's Supergirl's best buddy and the tech guy of the team and the comic relief, more or less, on Supergirl. So they figure in this world, we're going to have him be the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So the comic relief guy is now the meanest general in the world. Settle down. <laughs> and I guess I, so I, I, I wonder trying, if I was just at, trying to figure out who he was in the comic books. I could not place who he was supposed to be. I don't, right. think, I don't think the character exists in the comic. Right. They, so his name is Winshot. Winshot, right. right? Yes. Like his grandmother is noted racist. Cincinnati Red Zoner, yes. I wonder if in Earth X, she's like awesome. She's a real sweetheart. She's the so she's the mother of the resistance. She's the mother of the resistance on Earth X. Yeah. (laughs) She she run, but she'd have to run a different like not a baseball like what kind of like a. I don't know. I have to think of what sport. What's the opposite of baseball? No, the baseball is the all American sport. Come on, it's you're right. You're right. Good point. (laughs) It would be Cleveland because it wouldn't be Cincinnati, but definitely wouldn't be the Indians. I'll tell you that much. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not at all. So it, 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 it'd probably just be like Cincinnati baseball club number yeah, five or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's hard to get those leagues going while you're fighting. Especially under Earth yeah. I'd imagine those. General March. My favorite March shot impression was um Billy West on the Howard Stern show. It didn't sound anything like her. He, he, she would just go Howard and you. My million dollars. I grew up in Indianapolis and, you know, the Bob and Tom show. Well, I actually, I take that back. I didn't grow up in Indianapolis, but I lived there for 28 years in my adult life. And there was a, the, the morning radio show, Bob and Tom, there was a guy who kept, who always did an impression of Mark shot. Even after Mark shot had died, they kept the bit going for <laughs> like a decade. <laughs> Great good <laughs> so these, was, he's yeah. not just you know he's not just the marge shots grandson in this world he's freedom fighter general shot which is the only reference they give to the name of the team that you know, they're called the freedom fighter yeah that, that was something too is like 
okay, so who's the human bomb? Who's Black Condor? Yeah, well, they don't, they don't have, no, all we got, yeah. no, we don't have all of them. We got the Ray. We got the Ray. We got the Ray. We don't got, we don't get, we don't got, we don't got Uncle Sam nowhere. Dude, that was, no. okay, that was Kelly's complaint. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this, because I was like, <laughs> I, no, seriously, I was, Kelly's was Lament. Like, That's what we called yeah, that episode. Kelly's, Kelly's Lament. Lament. Kelly's Lament. <laughs> you can see the cover. You can see the cover. <laughs> Today on Giddings, guys. Kelly's <laughs> Lament. <laughs> but honestly, there's only so many characters, and you're like, well, we have to use the actors we have. We'll introduce the Ray, and everyone else has been on these shows. These shows know how to, they know how to use a budget uh on these berlanti shows that's how they stay on the air so fucking long and they're they've got a fan base uh the flash more so than anyone we'll get to the IMDb, which you're just about to get to so jackson stein uh had their scene because yeah the asshole guess alex tries the whole thing with asshole general my sister has saved you countless times it's like i i don't know you what are you talking about you know that was another guy mm -hmm. it's not gonna work on me sister i got shit to blow up Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and have you noticed this this bee just won't leave my bonnet? Even Fuck, when, man! Even when I tell you that I truly feel badly for your sister, just I'm blowing it. Gosh, I'm somebody throw this guy down a flight of stairs. <laughs> chill so out. Jackson Stein had the scene where he's like. You're my son. You know, this is the first time they ever acknowledge that that's the relationship. You know, he's the, you know, the adopted son, you know, for Stein that he never had. And his, and Jack's, his father had died in the war. And right. uh, so, very, you know, that, so if you're following this show, it's like, oh, that's a great little moment, even if it's a throwaway for most shit. Uh, Alex is looking for, Sarah has a little talk with her. She basically says she looks great naked, but you're on my team. And uh, I lost a sister too. And uh, she said, I had a Maggie, and that was her ex-lover. And I was like, you know, I got a Maggie, too. You heard her earlier on the show. She's in every show, Jeff. That's right. At that's some right. point or another. <laughs> now, I'm guessing at least one of these is Maggie Sawyer. Yes, Maggie Sawyer. You are correct. You, ding, 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 ding. You nerd are correct. <laughs> Hey, I read the I read those uh, old John Byrne Supermans. I mean, mm, I uh, loved them. I loved them. I loved the Byrne reboot Superman. I thought they were so much fun. Um, so Leo and Ray are arguing because Leo wants th to help them because uh, you know, General Shots like I'm not sending you back to Earth. Fuck it. We get to separate the the Fuhrer and and Overgirl uh, from this Earth. You know, yeah, he's got a he's got a fucking point. He's got a war to win, and uh, but. They're arguing, and this is when they reveal they're gay, and uh, or that Ray is gay. I think you already figured out the Citizen Gold was, and uh, clearly his Earth One family didn't accept him. And they have, I thought they had a lovely little scene together. You know, like, well, that's why I look at you that way to get you to agree with me. And I was like, right. these guys are good. These, suddenly, there's a step up in the acting, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. And so Arrow is planning the infiltration because they they get the general to agree. Uh, and he needs recon. So the flash goes, hold on. He goes, zip, zip, comes right back, mm -hmm. tells everything that happens. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fucking Zack Snyder. That's how you do the flash. If that had been the Snyder cut, that would have taken 10 minutes and been in slow motion. Yeah. It, every time in that movie, 
the flash does fast stuff he's moving in slow motion it's mm. ridiculous I'm like no that's what? how that works <laughs> that's he's fast he's he's fast you see mm. you could just do that and it, 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 it works and like he might maybe he was thinking of reverse flash who as we know very slow very slow very <laughs> slow I mean, they, it, truly i mean if he's the reverse flash obviously you know, obviously but there's he barry notices that there's power dampeners there and green Arrow goes i think i figured out how to get in and i just figured out it's time to take a quick break and we'll be right back just go to action park there's no other park like it when it's hot out this is a great place to spend the day with your family so lots of big things for little kids to do i love action park because it's so beautiful it's like coming to broadway it's wonderful Race like a pro. It's great. These are the most amazing rides in the world. I love it here. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. All right, well, welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to the rest of the show, um, what else we got going on? First of all, this is where we do the plugs, Jeff. Uh, but uh, Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Uh, please, I know you do. Yeah. Uh, well, what else is coming up? Well, I am on three different podcasts here on this feed. Uh, you can find it various times. Uh, uh, the original one, Strong Style Story, which uh, should have a new one out by the time this uh, this airs, nice. um, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, the soccer genesis and whether or not unifying the IWGP titles actually is a good idea because it doesn't seem to be going over very well. Hmm. Um Besides that, I also do Boom Goes the Dynamite every week, uh, which is on Saturdays for now because of reasons. And hey, uh, isn't a uh, dude when you guys first announced that you were doing a weekly show, I was like, that, that, that doesn't have any end in sight. I'm like, I'm like, good on you, man. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember you said that on, uh, on, uh, uh, well, oh, the, uh, the military industrial suplex, a show I miss. So, uh, hey, Tom. Get on the get your shit together, man. Me and him right. have been talking about trying to come up with a reason for us to talk for three hours, and we're still bouncing it around. <laughs> By the way, uh, on that particular episode, you mentioned you were at the Dynamite in Denver. Uh, so yeah. was uh, Chris. Chris, uh, you know the the co-founder of, you know, my co-host on Strong Style Story and the first oh, really? co-host on Boom Goes the Dynamite. He was there. So. Oh wow! Okay, that's awesome. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then I also do uh, Busting Balls, which is about the beautiful game of mm-hmm. association football. And uh, I think we're going to do one next week at this cool. rate. So you're, you're one of the groundbreakers, Jeff. The, one of those, much like Gideon guys, when we said, do we pro wrestling only? Why? Can we talk <laughs> about something else, Kelly? Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. The more d- diversity to the feed, the better, I think. That's right. Yeah, actually, you know, this is my first ever time I've ever actually been on a podcast talking comic books. Or, or oh, that's all, oh. yeah, ever. <laughs> Wild. Popping your, your, your chair. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of like too many uh, wrestling podcasts, uh, well, we, but no, it's not a podcast because we have a uh, Mystery Titan Theater. We are recording tonight, and uh, Johnny, I just wanna mm-hmm. just wanna say quickly. I mean, we're it's great. We've had a pro with us here earlier today that we're recording, and we got a pro with us tonight. We got the great stand-up comic 604 uh records uh you can buy his album uh dreamboat kevin banner uh nice. he's joining us tonight awesome. he's awesome uh but but johnny i just want to say 
it, it is, it's been a while since we, we did a, a Gideon Guys and a Mystery Titans Theater. And I've heard at least four kachus since yes. we started recording. Okay. So I just, just I, I have a whole pizza to eat. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Like, how big of a pizza are we talking? <laughs> don't worry. Hey, 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 I can handle my shit, pal. Don't. don't. But. <laughs> But anyways, okay. Uh, anyways, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited I'm for I'm excited. Just wait. I'm excited for for this show because uh, I, I've uh, Barry O uh, passed away. Barry Orton, uh, or the original Randy Orton is his real first name. Um, uh, and he has been over the last year, like written close to the one year anniversary of, of both of our shows, Johnny. Yeah. Um, uh, and over the course of the year, he's been the guy who's always in like the, somewhere in the bottom of the card or late when they have to uh, go to curfew. And he's been a real discovery for us. Um, so I put together a good little Barrio kind of through the through the ages uh, a show for us to watch tonight. That should be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait. It, it, he really has been a discovery, Jeff. Going, yeah, because I remember Barrio matches back in the day and going, ah, he sucked. And we, we're spotting so many little weird things that nobody mm-hmm. else did. And mm-hmm. like, oh, that's amazing. Well, I remember I was a guest on your Mystery Titans Theater uh, New Year's thing. New and Year's. Speaking, okay, speaking, of, speak, speaking of getting, uh, getting, Love a, little getting a little too. Yeah. <laughs> and watching that footage from I, I've never I'd never seen footage that early from Florida. And that was just amazing to watch, mm. especially yeah. with uh, Dusty Rose doing like a uh, skipping out of the ring. Yeah, ahead of it was just him and Andre. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, uh, it was yeah. one of my favorite parts of that eight hour drunk stabbing. <laughs> yeah. Like, but just yeah. Yeah. And this this show's been like like this. Like Johnny, I've said a thousand times uh, that this has been like just the most pure joy just hanging out with guys and, and watching this. And, Me too. I agree. And, I, and occasionally we'll get like those like real like wow moments like we got with you jeff and and you know barrio's not a he's never a wow wrestler but he had these moments that that i guess we're gonna hopefully we're gonna see more including uh, a legendary tag like he formed a tag match with, or a tag team with moondog rex and they spot, team spot. moondog spot whatever over the course of uh, whatever of, pardon me pardon me over the course of six uh i don't know six shows or something and they only had one win and i should i want to give a shout out again to the great richard land track down that show for me and uh it's part of the show to we're gonna see their one win and i want to see how it uh, i want to say in my head it's it's like uh, a Quebecers like squash where they just beat the shit out of them. Like starts with a package pile driver just to d- defeat, and it's like the go home image of their arms raised with the rockets strapped to their back. But I don't think it's going to go that way, John. I don't think so either. But I know I know a way a certain things going to go right now because boys, I am DB curious. Oh no. This is the part of the show, Jeff, where I like to dive into the IMDb on uh, every episode and see what people have to say about it or what they think are goofs and what they think is trivia and, and reviews. Oh, the reviews. Because there it's 21 reviews for this. That's a lot. Because oh, The Flash man. is the most popular of these shows. Right, right. So when we get to the reviews, most of them are like, what the fuck is this shit? I only watched The Flash. That's mm-hmm. most of the reviews. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And but we do get this little bit of trivia when Sarah confronts the Nazi doppelganger of her father Quentin. The music playing in the background is Edelweiss. I was like, oh, that's I didn't I didn't 
I didn't catch that. That's kind of cool. I didn't either. Uh, and, I, and I know Edelweiss. Yeah, of course yeah. you do. Who doesn't know Edelweiss? And, uh, it is, but a song specifically written for The Sound of Music, 1965, and used as a symbol of defiance against the Nazi annexation of Austria. Okay, now hold on a second. It was written in 1965. It wasn't used as a symbol of defiance in Austria. And I don't think the Austrians were doing a lot of defying. So let's... Mm. <laughs> move on uh, but 14 of 18 found that interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> now we have some reviews 1 out of 10 Ow. totally ludicrous now Travis I, I, this person I, I, we, we, we've read before um, Little Storping in the Swath 23 oh damn I thought it was Joe the Pit or it's Joe not the Joe the Pit. a couple of different Joes the last two weeks no not Joe the Pit or Joe the Hug or Joe the Hug this show is the pits and it <laughs> didn't really take off. So he turned it. I am. I'm Joe the hug. I'm a good guy. Mm -hmm. Well, now he's, might... now he's this asshole. Well, this asshole, I think you might remember him when I uh, read just, just the first line of his review. Right. Even if you ignore the BLTQ agenda of men, kissing men <laughs> this is Bad. a totally ludicrous episode. Okay. We'll stop right there. Jeff, can you like, how did that not take off as like a total dismissive, Thing for the movement have you ever heard anyone ever say that before no just, never that community yeah, it's like oh what is another one of these bltqs over here <laughs> like <laughs> that is so like it's it's there's a beauty in that ignorance you know what i mean well that's just it because when we read that the first time a couple seasons ago i went he misspelled it and i'm like and you're like maybe that's his weird weird slur and is and this like, confirmation this, this is, is confirmation this later? is his wow yeah bacon lettuce tomato and quiche yeah. you know what it's I like mean? choosing your, you're choosing what you want for lunch basically that's all it is <laughs> Fucking asshole. but i like there's something about it the, 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 the internet was a mistake yep <laughs> The, the oh. internet was a mistake well it's not always a mistake my friend because then i stumbled upon this and this is the most bonkers one I've 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 found, and I had to I edited out a lot because it's it was huge huge. But indulge me because I had to leave in a bunch. But here we go from D Rust twenty nine. Crisis? What? Not crisis? not 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 D's nuts. No, not D's nuts. D Rust. Uh, I got uh, D Rust on D's nuts. It's been so long, girl. <laughs> well it's been a long time trust me when you hear this uh crisis what crisis maybe not this could win this won me over once upon a time there was a television network that was put together from other failed networks like that paramount network that brought us trekkish fantasy and enterprises with captain quantum and his crack whore vulcan first ossifer julie schwartz looked down from comic book heaven and said let there be a comic world network but we'll hide that name from everyone and call it the cw some people like me were confused they thought it meant country and western and didn't watch and then the mighty Berlanti proposed a show to the mucky mucks in charge of the nickels and dimes at the CW. He said, if you do this show in Vancouver, you can make money even if it fails because the Canadian government is anxious to look good and give tax breaks to companies producing entertainment in the great white north. Cuckoo, uh, I mean, he's not wrong about any of that. 
He's nuts. That's fun. And so the Harold was born. He's like he's like a Pat Oswalt and big fan. It sounds like he's like really written this thing all out. <laughs> and everyone was happy that a moose headquarter could be used in a payphone anywhere. Oh wow. <laughs> and Arrow brought in a lot of quarters. So the mucky mucks in charge of the nickels and dimes let mighty Berlanti try the flash, which everyone loved. And they made every nerd happy with culture references. And then the guys, oh, Maggie's like, this guy's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) The Canadian government was happy. Fans were happy. The production teams were happy. Even Grant Gustin was happy. So they did a happy musical number. And then they begged the mighty Berlanti to do it again. So he did. He made a 160-minute special crossover. And it goes on and on and on and on. And then he says, and if my hearts had wings, I'd be the bird that sings. I'd fly where love isn't shy and everyone is willing to try. Easy does it. 10 out of 25 found that helpful. What the fuck? Like, I edited out pages of that. What is, like, what a... I feel bad for him. I feel bad. That sounds like some of the most incoherent bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. you know what? I I I, I just weedened his post. I know, I know, but still, like maybe his yeah. his cut made sense. All right. <laughs> you know, and, and I've heard rants by Fran- Francis E. Deck Esquire, and <laughs> this was just as, about about the inside out about the inside out planets and this was even more incomprehensible for somehow. <laughs> he didn't seem to like Canadians. Uh, I, I thought. And they're. Oh boy. <laughs> so let's get back to the show. Green arrow and captain cold are sneaking into the base because, you know, he's disguising himself as, you know, the Fuhrer cause they look alike. So that's how they're going to sneak in. And he arrives in the lab and he yells at Nazi Lance, who already suspects. Wait, wait a minute. I think you might not be like mm-hmm. And they've got a doomsday weapon because that's why Shot wants to blow this shit up. And okay, okay. I mean, I, I kind of got a little nerd kind of buzz there when they said doomsday. Is that nothing? Is that just a just a just a throwaway? Just your oh, standard use of do- doomsday. Yes, it's your standard. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they call it, yeah, they call it the Velen Writer. It's the yes, yeah, the Nazi Wave Rider. Hmm. It's yeah, the yeah, Nazi yeah. Wave Rider is the doomsday device because the Wave Rider is what the legends of tomorrow fly around on. It's right. their spaceship time ship. That's cool. I, I got oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. time out, time out. That they call it that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. remember, Wave Rider was remember. You, yeah. you said inva- you thought invasion was a lost uh, crossover, which I dispute because Todd McFarlane drew part of that. That's true. So, oh, yeah. And I know what you're getting at. I know what you're about to get. Right. At. Yeah, Armageddon 2001. Yep. Yep. That, that's that, that's the, why the name that's of the guy was right. Wave Rider. Yeah. yeah that, that's that's. That's on purpose. And when it was first introduced, you know who the pilot of the Wave Rider was? Captain Rip Hunter, Time Master. Oh, wow. He brought yeah, the team I, together. I, you know, Armageddon 2001 was a huge mistake for me, at least for me personally, and probably for a lot of other people. I because, loved yes, parts it, of it. Oh, I did too. But, you know, number one, they made it completely obvious who it was. And then when everybody, you know, predictably figured it out, they completely ruined one of my favorite books I was reading at the time, which was Hawk and Dove. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but some of the individual uh issues of like Superman and stuff were pretty oh good. yeah. The, so yeah, oh no, there were some individual issues that were fantastic in that crossover. So yeah, so there's so he has Green Arrow has to send it over, uh, so he doesn't blow his cover. And Lance brings out a doppelganger of Felicity, and he's you know having him kill her because she's a rule breaker. He rolls his tongue like a motherfucker here. It's hilarious, <laughs> and and I'm like, how did he know that she's Felicity? Anyway, of course, Green Arrow just decides to just kill everyone in the fucking room. Just grabs a machine gun, brrr, dead Nazis everywhere. And he gives her the gun and uh, sends her on her way. Flash arrives. Hey, how'd it go? And looks around at all the bodies. Just like, oh, okay. And I thought it was kind of oh, funny. Sure. But uh, Doomsday, uh, the, the weapon's on the way from shot. It's the fucking red tornado. You get yeah, it? that was great. That was crazy. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That, that was inspired. Yeah. Yeah, they only used once on Supergirl, and they they brought out the character. And I was like, always a huge Red Tornado fan, and they haven't done the, they've never brought the character back or tried to make him human, which I wish they had done. But uh, anyway, it's still Red fucking Tornado, and uh, Ray and the Flash had this awesome fight with the Red Tornado in the sky. I mean, the CGI is what it was, but I was like, oh, I love this. Oh, it's great. Shot. So, I thought it was super so, fun. so Johnny and Travis, so we, we we've had Red Tornado in this, and we have Firestorm right uh -huh. do you remember that period of time when they were trying to when dc was trying to do to both red tornado and firestorm what alan moore had did to the swamp thing and make them the fire and, and air elementals no yeah, yeah briefly yeah because that it, john ostrander was behind the um was behind the firestorm one because he was writing it at the time but yeah, it was like, you know, the, the thing is that it, it, it brings up one of those things that I dislike about comic companies. It's like when you you chance upon something special and then they try to repeat it ad infinitum and then they wonder why it's diminishing returns and everybody hates it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I get it. But in, in right here, though, you got uh, Captain Cole being all great Captain Cole. They, 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 they quote what snart always used to say is his thing about a plan and he's like oh that's a terrible advice i would never do that and ray has to calm him down and then he looks at green arrow as they take off and he goes i thought it'd be fun if we put on our costumes and i was like oh he's he's delightful right here it's <laughs> all this shit and he gives them some bow and arrows from the general and they're gonna go to war and they do as a hero it's attack and they're just slaughtering nazis left and right again the most killing ever on these shows Right. They, they don't do a lot of mass killing on these shows maybe on well it well it's okay because it's, it's a it's a different earth you know it's it's, it's nazis, okay no, 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 we've seen through legends if it's nazis you can fucking do whatever you want to them the legends have slaughtered nazis in the past <laughs> those too. are the rules yep that's the rules <laughs> hey and uh so uh the Flash and Ray have the fight. They can't stop Red, uh, Red Tornado. So he's on his way to blow up the base. And Stein and Jax have to split to get to the two control panels to open the portal. But but Jax is pinned down. And Stein, he's running to go. And they do the uh, the terrible ADR whenever they're in each other's heads as Firestorm's like, let's go kick some ass, Jefferson. And like, uh, it right. never sounds good. It's the, and, the, <laughs> the, and the last time we're ever going to hear it because... Uh, Stein go, is going to run. He gets shot in the back. 
boom, Professor Stein is down and he falls down in slow motion. And suddenly the Legends of Tomorrow theme starts playing, but the slow, dirgy, Valhalla-like version of it. And it cuts to black as we're heading into yeah. part four. Wild. In Legends of Tomorrow. Because yeah. people were annoyed in the IMDb that the Flash's wedding doesn't happen on the episode of The Flash, but the end of Firestorm happens on Legends of Tomorrow, and that'll be our show next week. And we got to wrap this up, but real quick, Jeff, all in all, warts and all, did you get the same sense of a love for the characters, at least? In, in, in you know, I, again, I... Uh... I mean, obviously, uh, for most of my introductions to these characters were, you know, the alternate, you know, Earth X versions of them. So it's kind of hard right. to say. Um, yeah, the the actor who was Captain Cold clearly was having the time of his life in this episode. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know that Mark Guggenheim and Jeff Johns were were you know the writers and producers behind this, and yeah, uh, a lot of we, it, a lot we, of it. We, we, we can do, we can debate their individual merits too. But we have got to wrap this up because we can talk about right, of, of right. course. But you know, you mean overall, yeah. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot more. They seem to try to make it a lot more fun and you know that's exciting all I'm saying. and exciting yeah. than you know I, from what I've seen of you know most of DC's film output. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will re yeah. I, I will reiterate that I do think that. Uh, the actress who is who is super who is it Melissa, Melissa Benoist? Benoist yeah Benoist yeah. sorry um, she actually I think does a very very good job getting down the very bit classic basics of Supergirl yeah, yeah I, agree. And, I agree she's yeah. wonderful and, and you've I, I been think... Jeff you've been a wonderful guest um, Travis this has been so much fun but we do got to wrap this up we got yeah. uh, stuff going on because yeah. I Jeff I could talk to you for hours I know I know <laughs> I can tell we, look, no we, no we need to someday in the future we're going to do something else maybe yeah. make you watch another episode of this shit just out of the blue right. and get and guess because I do I just I want to do this again but I want to thank everyone for tuning in I want to thank all of our friends at Legends Clips on YouTube and Twitter our friends at Bebo's Legends Podcast mm -hmm. um and oh, all the legends stand out there and all the people who are listening. Thank you. We appreciate it so much. Follow mm -hmm. us at Guys Gideon on Twitter, and we will talk to you next time. Adios. Bye.